Welcome to season three of the first Draft Club. This season is going to be a little different. We're going to be talking about all the same stuff, how to write your book, but now there's something extra. I've really wanted to be able to share visual aids as I talk you through this stuff. So guess what? Season three is on video. Yay. You can still listen here. Don't worry. But if you hear me reference a slide or you want to see visual demonstrations of what I'm talking about, just head over to my YouTube channel. I'll put the link in the description. You can find visuals there for any episode this season. Thanks for listening. On to today's episode. Today's topic is how to get a literary agent, five don'ts. Okay, this is a big topic. When I was first looking for an agent after I wrote a book in my early 20s, I got the um, the guide to literary agents for that year. This is a guide, like uh, a really massive tome that has like hundreds and hundreds of agencies listed in it. And it comes out, usually comes out every year. Um, I got that year's guide and I sent out over a hundred letters by mail. Um, this was email existed. I'm not that old, but, <laughs> but some still accepted mail queries. I, I'm so embarrassed to tell you, I didn't even personalize the letters. I just changed the name in the deer field and Otherwise, the letters were identical. So guess what I heard in response? Mostly crickets. Uh, I did get a few very generous, in retrospect, I realized they were very generous, no thank yous. And I, I don't judge this young girl. I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do. But there was so much that I was getting wrong here. And it would take me years to realize what those things were and to learn how to actually approach literary agents. Later, once I landed an agent I loved and whom I'm still with, um, one who has negotiated me life-changing book deals all over the world, I understood you know, what I'd been doing wrong. And I so I want to save you hours of work, uh, months, maybe even years of disappointment by sharing what I wish I'd known back then as that bright-eyed, hungry, young writer. So in this episode, I'm sharing five don'ts and corresponding do's of querying literary agents, which is just the, the industry way of saying, sending them emails, asking if they want to review your manuscript. Okay, so number one, number one don't is don't blindly submit. There are all kinds of literary agents. Some agents only represent cookbooks. Some only represent children's books. Some only represent thrillers. When you're querying agents, which again, just means cold emailing them, you're wasting your time unless you're querying agents who represent books like the one that you have written, are signing new clients currently, and accept email queries from authors. All three of those things have to be true. Otherwise, you are completely wasting your time. No one is even going to look at your email. Okay? So you can find these agents by researching. Just start with authors you love who write like you do or who, who write like you would like to write and figure out who their agents are. Then research those agents. Are they accepting new clients? If so, these are your people. All right. Number two is don't just attach things. 
There are all kinds of literary agents, but something they all have in common is that they all have what are called submission guidelines. These guidelines appear on their websites and they tell you precisely what you need to do in order to query them. Submission guidelines vary widely. Some agents want you to send the first three chapters. Some only want an email with nothing attached. Some refuse to open emails with attachments. Some want you to paste the first uh, five pages in the body of the email. You see what I mean? Do your research and follow their instructions to a T. You don't want to give them a reason to reject you off the bat. Don't number three is don't use the same letter for everyone. Here's the thing we forget sometimes. Agents are people just like you and me. They have passions, hopes, desires, pet peeves, and personal reactions to emails they receive. (laughs) They, like you and me, appreciate thoughtful, intentional correspondence. And they, like you and me, don't want to be spammed or sent a mass email that reads like it was just sent to 200 people because it probably was. Of course, you're going to reuse portions of your query letter, your book description and your personal background. Um, Those are going to be really killer. You will have worked on those until they're perfect. So you'd be dumb not to reuse them every time, but the opening needs to be tailored to the recipient. Why are you emailing them and not someone else? Tell them, tell them that you did your research, you know who they are, and you have chosen them to, to uh, seek their help for a reason. And at the end, thank them. How do you like to be treated when potential clients approach you? Um, you know, imagine it. If you're not someone who who works with with clients, you can easily imagine it. How would you like to be treated? How do you like to be treated when you get correspondence from strangers? Treat them the same way. Don't number four is don't be long winded. Agents receive hundreds of queries every day, and so a good rule of thumb is to assume that you've got their attention for about two seconds, literally before they make a call to either keep reading or move on and never read your email again. A really easy way to lose them from the first glance is to write an email that when they open it requires them to scroll down. No query email should be longer than three paragraphs tops. Now I'm not including, you know, maybe a closing sentence. Thank you for your time. That doesn't count as a paragraph. Okay. Um, you know, or if if you have like a one sentence paragraph, fine, but like three medium, you know, regular sized paragraphs, um, is really the maximum length that your letter should be. The goal here is to be super concise and not just because you want them to read your entire query, but also because you, you want to intrigue. This is the start of a conversation. A query letter is not meant to sell your entire project yet. It's meant to open a conversation about your project with a possible team member. It's okay to leave some questions unanswered. And it's better to do that than to write a treatise that immediately looks overwhelming to read. And hey, doing it this way saves you time. Include essential information only, express gratitude, and boom, you're done. Number five, and our last one is don't pay an agent up front. 
Another mistake I made back in my 20s, I paid a literary agent to review my manuscript. And not a small amount, I paid him $2,000. Looking back, I get, we'll say irritated uh, as an euphemism um, at how this person took advantage of me, a young, hungry writer who he then, by the way, asked out. So anyway, we're getting off track, (laughs) but I I remain a little salty about this. um, If you can't tell literary agents in the United States make commission. The standard is 15% on the income from your book. So in other words, for every 85 bucks you get due to their negotiation skills, they get Uh, Sorry, for every hundred bucks you get due to their negotiation skills, they get 15 and you get 85. So if someone suggests an arrangement in which you pay them upfront, you should be very skeptical. That's not standard. Um, You should at least know that it's not standard and go in wary and asking questions. Other things you don't need to pay for to get an agent, um, going to conferences to pitch them. I've personally never known anyone to get an agent this way. I know it's something that's offered. Um, Not saying that you can't get one. I'm just saying I haven't known someone to get one this way. Or taking workshops that promised to introduce you to agents. Same as above. I've never known anyone to actually get an agent this way. Um, Or really any event where you paid to meet them. No one's had success that I know of. Everybody I know who has an agent found their agent through just emailing. That's the good news. Emailing is free. So how do you find a literary agent in one sentence? I would say, be persistent. Getting an agent for me was the most difficult part of my writing career so far. Once I found her, however, my career took off. So it takes time, but stick with it because persistence in this case really does pay off. I hope this was helpful. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening to the first draft club, subscribe and leave a review and I will adore you forever. And if you want to submit your own questions and attend these sessions live, you can join our community of authors by going to maryadkinswriter.com. That's Adkins with a D like donut. And if you want to attend my free masterclass on how to finish your book in five simple steps, just go to maryadkinswriter.com slash masterclass. That's maryadkinswriter.com slash masterclass, and you can watch it instantly. Happy writing. See you next week.